1: hello
2: hi hey
3: what's
2: up not much who is this
3: uh my name is stephanie
2: stephanie what's up stephanie how you doing tonight what do you want to talk about
3: um shit um there's a a couple things i don't know um what's more entertaining to talk about to be honest because i don't want to yeah, okay. Uh, you, know
2: you know what? what? I don't uh, you know what I want I want to nip this in the bud really quickly. And and norm- normally I'll say this too. Normally I um I'm in I'm, like when I'm talking to callers, I am in a mindset of like let's try our best. Let's like steer the conversation in a way that's entertaining to the people who are spending their time listening to this. But something about in the, this moment right now, I'm like hey, fuck it. Let's just you it's uh, you and me Stephanie. Let's talk about whatever the fuck you want to talk about, you know, I don't care about if we could talk about your fucking grass and we're fine.
3: (laughs) That's really nice of you. (laughs) Um,
2: So what do you want to talk about?
3: uh, I mean, so I broke my leg uh, on the 19th of December. And that's been not fun. Uh, So there's that.
2: Okay. What's the other one? I feel like I just totally broke everything I just said to you just now. Um, what's the other
3: one? Uh, the other one's kind of like a a workplace issue that I wanted to get outside perspective on because I'm having... Um, I don't even know what you would call it. There's It's a really long story, but um, there's a guy that I work with who recently... Came back to work, I guess. And this doesn't affect me right now because I'm not going to be able to go back to work like with a broken leg for at least like a couple more months. But I did see him at work um, once and I know that I will again. And I I just don't really know like how I should approach this situation because it's really fucking awkward.
2: (laughs) All right, so you were you were seeing this guy at work, and then he stopped working at your work, and now he's coming back.
3: Well, we both worked. So I, I work for an airline; I'm a flight attendant, and we both worked for like the regional airline, and um, I transferred to mainline, and I thought I was rid of him; like I would never have to see him again, and then. He, I guess he got an offer to come over, and I saw him once, and I I know I'm probably gonna run into him again, and I it was so uncomfortable, and I were
1: you
2: I, were you guys like hooking up? Is that what? Or did you date, or what? What was that?
3: So we were dating for three months, so it wasn't a long time, but um. Oh my god, it's so bad. He so we were together for three months, and he was like calling me his girlfriend. Like he started calling me his girlfriend.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: He said, "I love you," like really fast. Um, and I kind of chalked it up to like maybe cultural differences, but you know, he he said it like very quickly, which was kind of like weird. But I, I don't know. Um, and he
2: uh, hold on, cultural. Yeah, where's he, this guy from? Um.
3: Ethnically, he's Armenian, but he grew up in Iraq, so he's like, like all of his friends are like Persian.
2: Oh, okay. I thought you were gonna say he's like from Texas.
3: No, <laughs> no. Um, I'm I'm from Canada, actually. So we, we both work for a Canadian airline.
2: Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So he was calling you his girlfriend.
3: Yeah. Um. He he was very like um. He would always say, like, oh, I want you to feel comfortable at my apartment. I want you to feel like this is your, like, second home. Like,
1: oh, wow. I,
3: every time I would, like, leave his apartment, I would, like, go and gather my items. And he would be like, oh, just just leave your, um, just tell me what shampoo you use. Or, like, leave your shampoo here, and it'll just be here for you. Like, he was very, like, he's like, I want you to be comfortable, whatever.
2: And, 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 I, and, and at this point are you well okay first of all how long had you guys been like you know buddy buddy for
3: Um, at that point it was probably like two months because I, oh. I actually didn't sleep with him until like probably like three or four weeks into it and then
1: mm-hmm.
3: we were yeah so like in total it was like three three and a half months and by the two-month point he was like referring to me as his girlfriend that I
2: love and, you. Like. And, and, okay, so this guy, he's, uh, he's getting your favorite, uh, shampoo. He's, uh, calling you his girlfriend. He's yeah. letting you use his toothbrush. Um, what, how are you feeling about are you, are you like, oh, this is great. This is what I want. Or are you like, like, how are you feeling about it?
3: Well, I mean, like two months isn't very long. So I was feeling, I don't know. I was just like looking how things were going. Like it was good. He, he, he was a nice guy. He was handsome, cultured, he had a good job, like he's a pilot. So Oh he's a pilot? Um, yeah.
2: Pilot and a flight attendant. That's something about that feels For... <laughs> uh something about that feels naughty.
3: It yeah, I mean when you start training as a flight attendant, the first thing they tell you is never sleep with pilots.
2: <laughs> Wait, did they really they tell you that? Yeah, that's funny. Why do they tell you? Um,
3: that? Because it's always bad news, as as you will discover. <laughs> yeah. Um, so th- this is where the story gets. Uh, it is kind of really... funny because,
2: like, when people talk about like power dynamics, right? I feel like um, guy driving the plane that I'm in, I would take that as a legitimate power dynamic.
3: Yeah, I mean, he was a first officer though; he wasn't a captain.
2: I'm I'm mainly kidding, but um. Continue.
3: <laughs> um, so basically, uh, the, the forgive me if I backtrack because the timeline of this just like um, it, it sometimes I remember certain things. Anyway, okay, what happened was that I was working with this girl, and she's asking me what's going on in my life, and I tell her, oh, I have a newish boyfriend. She says, show me a picture. So I show a picture of this guy, the pilot, and he well, sorry, the girl that I'm working with says, That's not your boyfriend, that's Amy's boyfriend.
1: Yo. I said, what do
3: you what what do you mean? She said, Amy, this other flight attendant that we work with, and we know each other fairly well, because this is back when we were at the regional airline, which is like way smaller than the one that I work out at now. And she's mm-hmm. like, That's Amy's boyfriend. And i was like you're joking like prove it so she does and i found out that um while so he told me that he was going up north with his uh guy friends and going for like for a little trip to a cottage up north or something Mm -hmm. and he asked me if i could go over to his apartment and like water his plants while he was gone (sighs) yeah and while he was gone he he was actually up north with amy Fucking her in the tent that was my tent, and he brought up with him.
2: Wait, he borrowed your tent and then fucked this girl in it. Yes. God damn, dude. That's I see. Like, what's the? I don't know. I don't. it sounds stressful.
3: Um. Yeah. Because so I was thinking, okay, he was dating me, and then Amy was the side chick, but. No, no, he was, you were the side. He was dating. Chick? He was dating both of us, full on. Neither of us were the side chick. Mm-hmm. He had introduced both me and Amy on different days of the week to his friends and his fucking brother as his girlfriend, and they it's... all kept the secret.
2: <laughs> That's wild. I don't know how the fuck he thought that would eventually end. <laughs>
3: yeah that's what I'm saying so he actually like <laughs> like a day after um my co-worker spilled the beans to me and told me like hey that's fucking Amy's boyfriend um he sent me a text and said it's not working out he was like you're an angel but I, I, this just isn't isn't working out so I think we should break up um and I just looked at that text and I was like okay, so you, like, chose her over me, which, like, I don't... Like, at this point, like, I'm not heartbroken. Like, I'm just angry. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, he thought it could all go away because he would, like, choose the other flight attendant over me. But I... He didn't know that I knew. So, um... It ended up getting really ugly because I did tell him that I knew. And I also told the other girl about the whole situation. And, um it wasn't good for him
2: so did did the other girl break up with him too
3: yeah 100% she but uh, it was so bad because um so i was kind of like iffy on this guy like there was things i liked about him but there was also like a lot of stuff i didn't like about him and i probably would have just broken up with him like in a few months myself so I, I wasn't really like heartbroken at all. I was just like really angry that I had been made a fool of. But this other girl that I work with, she thought that she was gonna like have babies with him and get married.
2: Oh, this girl Amy. Yeah. Uh. Was she was w- when you talked to her when you when you spilled the beans to her? What did she say?
3: She was sobbing. Um. It was extremely uncomfortable, and I. I felt guilty for having told her, but like, really, what else was I supposed to do? Right, right. Did, was like, part, was like, part of you, was... like
2: w- wondering if you did the right thing, even.
3: Yeah, but like, I, I should have told her. Like, what else? The fuck was I supposed to right. do? Right. I've,
2: yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Um. God, I, there's just. I think there's just. So, there's got to be something about like, um, defying gravity. By piloting an airplane with, you know, a hundred people in it to safety. That just makes you feel like you can do anything.
3: No, he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> he's a um, moron. I, I remember one time we were in a fucking Starbucks parking lot and he couldn't figure out why his car was making a funny noise when he was backing up. And I had to look him dead in the eyes and release the fucking emergency brake.
2: Damn. And this guy flies planes.
3: Yes. That's why there's two of them.
2: Hmm. See, I feel like, uh, I feel like a co-pilot. Co- co-pilots, are, they're definitely like uh, the nice guys of the pilot. You know what I mean? I feel like uh, if you're looking to really settle down, you go for a co-pilot, not a pilot.
3: No, that's that's him. He's, he's the first officer. The first officer is in the right seat. They're the co-pilot. Oh, that's he's a co-pilot? Like- oh, he's not even a real pilot. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's Oh, my God. <laughs> you don't t- say that they're not real pilots to their faces.
2: <laughs> Maybe that's... You know what? That's probably what it fucking is, right? Is he's, like... He's he's so close to being a real pilot. And so he's just compensating for every... For, like... He's, like, I need to have as many girlfriends as possible. I need to, like... Like, he's just... I mean, the crushing insecurity of almost being a pilot that's got to get to someone.
3: Yeah, but that- Honestly, that might be a part of it because I, I do know, like, for a fact that he must be super insecure to have to, like, juggle two women at the same time because, like, but, yeah, I never thought about the, the co-pilot dynamic. Like, yeah, maybe he does feel inadequate.
2: I'm, I'm mainly uh, just saying these things as jokes, but I, they could be um, true. I don't know. Uh, so what do you what do you up to? Oh, OK, so now he's coming back.
3: Yeah so I I uh, transferred from regional to mainline and it's it's a way bigger airline so I'm thinking okay I'm never going to fucking see this guy again because he had like lower seniority than I did and I thought he would just fucking stay at regional Um, and I saw him like right before I left for disability I had a flight where he was there and when we did the briefing together I just totally zoned out and I didn't say a fucking word to him and i oh he's
2: he was briefing you
3: yeah you do a briefing like before each uh each day like before the first flight of the day you have to do like a crew briefing yeah
2: that's wild god damn
3: but like i i just i like froze and like didn't know what like i was like so angry because like (sighs) it's it's just really bad terms and also it's kind of like freaky because um when we, when I did find out what the fuck he was doing, I like reamed him out um, through text message, and I also went to his apartment and um, to get my stuff. Like he told me to like go to his apartment and get his stuff, so I like finally planned a date with him. Like okay, I'm coming on this day to go get my shit, and he wasn't there. Like he's like, oh, it'll be better if I just leave, and I'm not there when you get your stuff. I'm like, okay, you fucking pussy. So I like showed up and got my stuff. And while I was there, um, I stole his bike. You stole his
2: bike? Why'd you steal his bike?
3: Because he would drag me on bike rides all the time. And I actually got really into it. And he had like multiple bikes, like bicycles. And, um, I was like, you know what? I'm going to use this more than you do. Oh, wait, sorry. I'm missing part of the story. So Amy, the other woman, um, she lent him his her car and when he had her car he damaged it i'm not really sure of the specifics but i guess he like damaged her car and it was like a couple hundred bucks of repairs and before they broke up he was like oh i'm going to cover it i'm going to cover it and then after they broke up he went like radio silence so i like was contacting amy and like figuring like i actually took amy's stuff from his apartment as well because she didn't want to go there and she was telling me about all the money that he owed her. So I took the bike as collateral and said, "I'll give you your bike that's, back that's, if you pay."
2: That's too complicated at that
1: point. That's complicated.
2: that's too complicated at that point. What? Okay, so what are you doing now? Like, are you are you are do you are you dating anyone? Are you chilling? What's What's going on? Um.
3: Yeah, I'm kind of over it. I'm just.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's hard to trust people after um, finding out that they, like, yeah, just some of the details of like what this guy did to juggle two women at the same time is like really fucking scary, and like I just don't trust people anymore.
2: Mm. Yeah, yeah, I can see, uh, I can see why, I can see why. Um, it's crazy people trust that man every day to not. Well, I guess he's the co-pilot. He doesn't really do anything. I was going to say people trust him to okay. So really, well, so if you t- if you t- if you tell him he's not a real pilot, he'll get so mad.
3: Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. He could not take a joke. Like I remember one do you, time he, I made. Do, this... you,
2: do you think is he really is he not a real pilot? <laughs> is he a real pilot? I mean, be honest. Is he a real pilot?
3: He's a real pilot. He's just um, he's a man child. I don't know.
2: Mm-hmm. What were you going to say? You said you you were making fun of him?
3: Oh, he just, he couldn't take a joke. Like, I remember one time I made a joke about his landings being rough, and instead of laughing, he got, like, really upset. And that was, like, the moment I knew that it wasn't going to work out. (laughs)
2: Um, you made a joke about his landings being rough. Did he, um... I think that's, I think it's important for the landings, like the most, the landings when most people like die, right?
3: Yeah. Takeoff and landing is like 85% of all accidents.
2: So um, what's your name again?
3: Stephanie,
2: Stephanie, um, Stephanie, I'm sorry that, uh, uh, you, this has broken your, uh, trust in people, um, especially in pilots, you know?
3: Oh, oh my God! Yeah, it's to anyone listening. Never fuck a pilot. Like mm-hmm. I, I was stupid by doing it myself, but like they are notorious womanizers. Mm-hmm. Um, the older they get, they get the more perverted and like fucking weird they get. Just, just mm-hmm. don't do it.
2: Fuck a fucking Uber driver instead. They'll be much more grateful.
3: Yeah, one hundred percent.
2: Stephanie, is there anything else you want to say to the people of the computer before we go?
3: Um, probably just don't shit where you eat, like, never hook up with a co-worker.
2: Mm-hmm. Especially not in the sky.
3: But, so my question is, should I be nice to him if I see him again, or should I be mean to him? Like, am I justified to be mean to him?
2: Um, alright, I'm gonna answer that question with this question to you. Um... And, like, you don't have to answer this right away, but, like, it, it, to answer this is what this is what I would think about in this situation. Should you be nice to him? Should you be mean to him? Truly think about that. You don't have to answer it right now, but, like, which of those two things will make your life easier?
3: <sighs> Probably just ignoring him. Mm-hmm.
2: I can't answer but that like, question for you, but that's how I would frame what you just asked.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just hard because part of me wants to, like, make his life miserable while we're working together. And then the other part of me is, like, you're, like, like you're an asshole or, like, you're pathetic if you, like, care so much.
2: Again, it's a question of what's going to make your life and your day easier, right? Because sometimes harboring anger and trying to get back at people um, is is a distraction from happiness, and then other times it feels good. But sometimes that good that f- good feeling is like a is a vice of some kind. But I, you know, I, I can't answer that question for you. But that's how I would think about it. Okay. Um. Thank you for calling, Stephanie, and uh, I hope. Maybe one day um, I will ask you in the sky for a bag of peanuts.
3: (laughs) Bag of pretzels.
2: (laughs) That sounds good, too.
3: All right. Thanks for taking my call, dude. Bye, Stephanie. Okay, see ya.
2: Hey, folks, this is Lyle. I am very excited to announce that I am going back on tour in 2024 to do Therapy Gecko Live all across the country. If you've never been to one of my live shows before, they're basically like giant group gecko therapy sessions where people from the audience come on stage to talk to a gecko about whatever they want, just like we do right here on the podcast. Plus, I mix in a few stories and presentations and little tidbits from my own life. Tickets are available right now at therapygeckotour.com, or you can find the link in the episode description. I'm announcing many more cities in the second half of the year, but right now, tickets are on sale for Phoenix, Arizona, Louisville, Kentucky, St. Louis, Missouri, Orlando, Florida, Tampa, Florida, Miami, Florida, Boston, Massachusetts, Denver, Colorado, Syracuse, New York, Albany, New York. Hartford, Connecticut, Las Vegas, Nevada, Salt Lake City, Utah, Nashville, Tennessee, Huntsville, Alabama, Chicago, Illinois, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, San Jose, California, San Francisco, California, Portland, Oregon, and Seattle. Washington. And you can get tickets for all of those cities at therapygeckotour.com. If you didn't hear me say your city, you can still go to the link and hit the RSVP button to get notified for when I do come to your city in the second half of the year. This is my third tour so far, and I think it's gonna be sick. So I hope to see you there. Thanks. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp is a convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online option for therapy with video, voice, and texting chat options with a licensed therapist that can be done completely at your own pace and on your own schedule. You don't need to leave your house. You don't need to sit in traffic. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with one of several therapists on the platform. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge until you find one that works for you. And you can communicate with your therapist as often as you want and whenever you feel it's needed. It's never a bad idea to find someone qualified to talk to about your issues and get some guidance on them. Learn to make time for what makes you happy by visiting BetterHelp.com Gecko today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot Gecko. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by Prize Picks. Football season may be over, but the action on the basketball court is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. Personally, Prize Picks graciously set me up with an account for myself. I made some picks for the NBA and I did make a little extra money, which I, of course, put safely away in a high interest savings account. Just kidding! I used it to buy candy, and you can get extra candy money too. Download the Prize Picks app today and use the code Gecko for a first deposit match of up to one hundred dollars. That's the code Gecko for a first deposit match of up to a hundred dollars. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Hello. Hey, what's up, dog? How you doing? I'm doing all right, man. What do you want to talk about today?
4: So I just moved into my apartment about two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and the previous tenant came over last night, and she knocked on my door. Let me backtrack a little bit. Ten minutes prior to her knocking on my door, my the neighbor next door, uh, I was walking in the hall ready to come back to my apartment, and he goes, hey, did you get new floors? I'm like, yeah, I think I got new floors. They look fresh. They look clean to me. So... <laughs> After that happened, 10 minutes later, the previous tenant came by. She knocked on the door. I'm over here cooking in the kitchen, getting my gym prep right, things of that nature. I look through the peephole. It's this woman in all business attire. She looks a little older. I'm like, oh, what's going on? The manager ain't coming to my apartment. like. <laughs> so... <laughs>
2: <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you know right, what I'm saying? Going. It's 7 o'clock Yeah, sure. at night, like. yeah keep going. I'm not, I'm, I won't interrupt anymore.
4: <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you. So I let her in. And she showed me her ID. She was explaining how she was the previous tenant and that she wanted to come in and see something about something she had to pay for. I believe it was something with the floors and the window and things of that nature. So I let her in, showed her around. And this is bold of me. I usually don't let strangers in. You know what I'm saying? I don't really like dealing with a whole lot of people coming into my personal space. This is my aura. This is where my energy is highest. You know what I'm saying? By the way, if I sound high, I am very high right now. I just took a dab of some cereal milk. And I am feeling pretty good, you know what I'm saying?
2: <laughs> so I'm not gonna interrupt this story like, to ask what a dab mm-hmm. of cereal milk means, but go ahead.
4: Oh, a dab of cereal milk.
2: So, don't go, 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 um, go just continue. Okay, my bad. So,
4: <laughs> so I let her in. I let her so You know, I showed her around. And after I showed her around for a little bit, she was like starting to touch up on me a little bit, starting to touch my shoulder and my head. I'm thinking, why is she touching me like this? But at the same time, I'm like, I'm going to just let her keep touching me. Fuck it. <laughs> so she yeah, asked I was in my head. I was like, should I tell her my ass? I'm 24, by the way. Should I tell her my ass ed- or should I I said, fuck it. All right, you hold on. You're, cu- you're
2: cutting out. I don't know what your 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 phone is like getting horny listening to you tell the story, and it's it's driving it crazy. <laughs> so you're cutting. So what do you keep? For, repeat what you were saying. You were cutting out, and I know that you're... You're probably horny and running all around your house right now, so just stay in one place and continue speaking. All
4: right, I'll sit down. I'll sit down on my bed.
2: Okay, great. What were you saying? Nice,
4: lovely chair. So uh, she started rubbing up on my shoulder, and in my head I was thinking, damn, should I tell her? No, 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 I was telling her my age. She asked about my age. So I told her I was 24, and she was like, damn, I'm double your age. I'm like, what do you mean you're double my age? She pulls out uh, her ID again turns out she was double my age she was born I believe 1978 which I thought was crazy I'm like damn you want to rub up on me you fucking cool girl over here plotting and shit Mm -hmm. (laughs) so um I offered her a glass of wine because I'm a wine connoisseur. I love wine and she was a pastry chef is what she said when we were talking a little bit so I offered her some wine we drank a little bit of wine we listened to music chopping it up and then she come on to me and start kissing me and I'm like this shit is crazy I had like a at that so raving moment when time just stopped and i'm over here thinking about it, Motors <laughs> is just thinking about everything that's going on and then after she, you know she started kissing up on me she tried to touch up on me she was like oh i gotta go back home to my daughter so then she was like let me get your instagram and your phone number i'm gonna catch you later so i haven't heard from her since but that shit was weird yesterday <laughs>
2: well wow, that's uh that's fucking awesome, man. That's a that's it was really awesome.
4: cool. That had a great that's time. really cool. I wanted to come back over. <laughs>
2: that's really cool. Did she um message you again? What's what are you are you gonna message her? What's up?
4: So I messaged her the pictures that she needed for her little apartment, and then she said, "Oh, thank you. You know, I really want to get back together sometime with you." And I said, "Whenever you're free, you're more than welcome to come over." And then she just hearted my message and left it on red. I was oh, stick to my
2: stomach. Yeah. I would stick. Oh. Oh, uh, because I mean when something like that happens you I you probably you know, she leaves, right? And then you just start fantasizing all the fucking crazy porn scenarios that you have in your head and, and you're like, Oh my god and then you're like, Oh, it's all gonna happen and then she hearts your message and you're like, Oh no, dude.
4: I know, right? I it's like over. Fuck,
2: man. Yeah, it's over. It's, it's gone. Yeah. Take,
4: so. yeah, I don't
2: whatever was up with her that day was is um the, is she is fixed
4: i don't know but between me and you i think she want to fuck and she's gonna get some dick this weekend <laughs>
2: man, uh, the, the, i don't know man the heart react on the message followed by nothing is it tells a different story but i'm i look i'm 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 uh i, I hope that you live your uh, fairy tale dream
4: i really hope i do too man because there's some shit out of a movie and i couldn't believe it i still can't believe
2: it how's your uh, sex life going otherwise
4: Uh, Besides that, it's honestly been very quiet. I was living at my grandmother's for two years, saving up, trying to get back out of debt to be able to uh, get into this new apartment that I'm in. So thank God Mm -hmm. for that. God did. So once I moved out of the apartment, now I'm really trying to explore more being into sexually active and things of that nature. But I don't want to go around fucking everything that has an ass and that wears some fucking jeans. So Mm we're going to see. I mean, I might rebuttal what I'm saying because I really want to fuck that milk. But Outside of that, I'm talking to this girl right now. I'm not gonna lie, we work together, so we gonna have to see how that goes. And... Yeah, man, you know?
2: This, I'm trying to think of why this woman started making out with you, and if there's any, like, weird alternative... Like, maybe she's trying to, like, sue the landlord, and, like, having you as a booty call is, like, a way into the apartment.
4: You know that might be what it truly is, because I truly don't understand either. What does a person double my age have any business doing at seven o'clock at 9? By the way, she mentioned she had an eighteen-year-old daughter. So what's she doing coming over here trying to fuck around and then go back home to your daughter? Like get the fuck out of here!
2: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why anyone ever does anything. But I sometimes that is very true. Sometimes you don't even. Sometimes you don't want to know the answers to those questions.
4: Absolutely, absolutely. I might have to discover. I might not. We'll have to see. We'll have to see.
2: Mm-hmm. Some people, I think, some people are saying that you're uh, brag. You called in just a brag, but I don't. I, and which might oh, don't say anything. Which might be true, but I don't. I don't care. That was a, if look. I, I wish I, I'd. I'd. Um, that's a fun brag. That's a worthy brag. Brag away. Are you still there?
4: Yeah, I'm still here. To cut out a little bit
2: okay uh i just don't let this woman murder you
4: oh absolutely not we'll have to see and chat i did not come in to brag honestly this was just so spontaneous and you got to keep in mind i haven't been sexually active in two years so for this whole situation to come (laughs) up that shit is crazy do you
2: why do you think you have why do you feel like you haven't been sexually active in two years what's been going on
4: Cause I've been living at my granny's house. Like, what am I supposed okay. to do? Have a woman come over and be like, "Hey, granny, go into the other room. I'm about to fuck this trick real quick." Like, no, I can't well, do that. That's disrespectful. I mean, you could
2: always you could have sex with your grandmother. I don't know why I said that. I really mm, I don't want to do that. And I don't. Regr- <laughs> I don't. And I don't regret saying it. I did, and I can't take it back. And we're putting it on the internet forever. Uh, you know what's your is, name again?
4: Okay, my name is Cereal Milk.
2: Cereal Milk. Is there anything else you want to say yeah. to the people at the computer before we go?
4: You know what man, Alaska is a city not a state. And by the way, Lyle, I came to your show in Vegas last year. It was amazing. Great. Oh, time. cool. I wish Vegas was on the tour list again, but it's all good. I might have to buy it. Ah, uh,
2: you know. All right. You see. know what? I'm going to tell you something. I was like uh, you motherfucker. I was um I got offered to go back to Vegas today and I was debating if I was going to do it, but now I I guess I'll do it now.
4: Please do it. Please okay. do it. All right, I'll go to Vegas. <laughs>
1: I absolutely All
2: right, man. appreciate um, that. Is there anything else you want to say to the... I guess... Oh, I think I asked you that already. But um, take care of cereal, milk, and uh, God bless you.
4: God bless you. Wow, forever.
2: Thanks, man. Um, why did I say that if that, that guy could have sex with his grandma? Because sometimes it's fun to say... Horrible things.
5: Oh, my God.
2: Hey, what's up, man?
5: Hey. Uh, is this Gek?
2: Yeah, is this, uh... Who is this?
5: This is Paris.
2: Well, what's going on,
5: Paris? Uh, well, I'm not doing too good right now, to be honest with you. I got four broken ribs and, like, five or six more that are fractured and then two of my spinal things got uh, knocked out of alignment when I got into a car accident uh, two days ago and uh, they uh, this woman pulled me from the burning car um, so that was quite good kind of a little guardian angel moment
1: um,
5: but yeah so that was basically how I've been feeling for the past couple of days because that's a little bit of a wreck. I mean, uh I'm sure you can't receive texts through the uh message line because people would probably just send you dicks. But I tried to No no, no no of- no no
2: I, I I'm looking at um I'm looking at there we go. Yeah, this is a picture of you in the hospital bed. Oh shit, this yeah, is a picture then- of the car. The car looks pretty fucked yeah, up. Yeah the car is and then right underneath that is, is yep, a big picture of your cock.
5: Oh, that I didn't mean to send you. That's my fault.
2: Um, no, these pictures look crazy, man. I, this car looks like it's, uh... Th- that was the car? I wish I could... I mean, it's like, uh... Yeah, hopefully it was my a, reaction's enough. This is an audio medium. Weather. But, um, yeah, this car looks like it's completely... Oh, yeah, it was on fucking fire, man. So, like, how'd yeah, you get it, out?
1: it literally
5: exploded. Uh... I'll- I was knocked out unconscious and, um, this woman, uh, well actually first I was in the passenger seat, right? So first the guy who was in the driver's seat, uh, who is a, uh, friend, but also an acid dealer and had acid on him. So he pulled me out of the car and then started running. Cause I guess it wasn't on fire at that point. And then the, woman across the street noticed it was on fire and saw me laying in the middle of the road and pulled me away from the the fire and then that's when i woke up and then i saw that it was uh about to explode and then it did and it was quite alarming
2: damn dude that's some uh some action movie shit that you just escaped out of
5: yeah definitely felt like it we got T-boned into two telephone poles, I guess, according to, you know, what they told me at the afterwards at the accident site. But then I just kind of went in the ambulance, and uh, but the biggest problem was since that he wasn't there, they thought I was driving, and I said my name was my brother's name, and I don't even really remember doing that, but I was really out of it, and uh, then I was lo- I was in the hospital and then discharged from the hospital under my brother's name which i'm scared is fraud
2: is that is that pause to ask me if
5: that's fraud i don't know
2: i'm not uh, the, i'm not the guy for any of your legal questions unfortunately yeah, um, probably
5: not but, it's okay uh, though.
2: Yeah, no, uh, that, I-, I don't know, man. Yeah, that's a, that's an attorney Tom question. But um, well, I here let's talk about this though. How do you feel? Uh, I mean, just how do you feel in general? Are you have you are you making any changes uh, to your life now that you almost died?
5: Yeah, definitely. I uh, kind of. I mean, I was obviously a little messed up to be in the passenger seat of my own car. You know what I mean? So, I. Uh, well, when I say my own car, but it was a family car. We kind of me and my brother share a vehicle. Shared a vehicle. Mm-hmm. I no longer have <laughs> that right <laughs> at this point. You no longer um, have the vehicle. Yeah. No, oh, but he got a rental, and obviously, and I'm not going to ask to drive it anytime soon. Okay.
2: Um, anyway, so all right, man. So, like, how did you? How do you feel about? You had a near-death experience, you know? How do, how does that... Yeah. How did that uh, be anything? What did that become for you?
5: Uh, Well, I was pretty... At first, I was pretty, like... Sad in the way that I was like, oh, man, I kind of wish I had died, but then... A lot of that is because I had a best friend who died very recently, so that, like, added to my sadness a bit. But then once I was in the hospital and they like told me about all my, uh, wounds and whatnot and started like helping me heal, I stopped, uh, feeling that way. And then tried to more think about what kind of decisions I can make to not put myself in that position, such as like, you know, making sure I, uh, I mean, we were driving too late at night. It was stupid. Uh, the other guy hit and ran, so he was probably drunk or in a stolen car or some shit. And, yeah, uh, I I just feel, I mean, my one of my friends is really trying to push me towards, like, religion at this point and God and spirituality. But I've always been a little bit hesitant on that. I don't know. How do you feel about it?
2: well why did you and you know look we can get into this if you if if you want and we don't have to if you don't want to but why did you feel like you wish you would have died
5: well just because uh i've been pretty depressed since he died and i was really upset with myself for having you know been out that late at night and letting all this happen um, and also in a lot of pain, I guess, too. So it was just kind of a combination of all that. Because I usually would say I'm, like, not suicidal, but maybe wish I had been aborted. But, like, uh, <laughs> I, I I did genuinely uh, feel like it uh, in the moments not in the moments afterwards but once i kind of was coming to grips with like the fact that i almost just died because i was like too out of it and uh concussed to really process it at the very beginning Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and then in terms of uh how you feel like you're going to act differently in the future you know tell me more about that
5: uh well first of all i am uh gonna make sure that i trust more sparingly i mean i shouldn't have put uh i should have not put anyone in that position to be driving my car um unless like they're my brother or something like that um if i wasn't you know uh effed up uh on the acid, uh, I would have, you know, been fine to drive myself home. Um, And I also, in the past, have had uh, some, like, eh, I would say issues with drinking, but, uh, this kind of made me realize that i can't you like use any mind-altering substance that much for sure and then also just being more cautious with like well i guess It it was kind of out of character for me to do that in the first place, but just making sure that I realize when I'm, like, about to do something that's dumb and, like, manic or something. Like it was a bad decision to go out late at night to do acid in the first place.
1: Mm -hmm.
5: Well, you
2: know, I mean, look, going out late at night and doing acid, I I think, um, I don't think that was a horrible decision until you involved a car.
5: Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. I'm glad to hear that you're uh, processing this in a in in a beneficial way, right? Because I yeah, mean, fuck, definitely. man, you totally could have died, and you didn't, and now you're you're given a, a new chance to make better decisions.
5: Yeah, that's. I'm still kind of feeling like I'm coming to terms with the whole like near death aspect of it all. Like, I feel like it hasn't fully sank in. But I definitely feel a lot more grateful than I had in the past, like, for being alive.
2: That's good. That sounds like the opposite of suicidal.
5: Yeah, well, no, now, yeah, I feel I feel more, like, uh, engaged to not want to, uh, uh, you know, have anything like that happen again. Or, you know, die in some kind of accident or something like that. I want to make sure that I can do something that, uh, you know, at the end of the day matters a little bit.
2: What do you want to do that you think will matter?
5: Um, Well, I went to film school. Uh, I went to uh, NYU Tisch for for, uh, filmmaking and uh, minored in uh, uh, screenwriting. And so I've I've been trying to... Uh, sell scripts and stuff like that. I mean, I've sold a couple, but there's not a lot of buzz on my name right now. After the writer strike and everything, things kind of uh, reset. And I feel like um, I'm back kind of almost at square one. I mean, maybe square two because I have an agent still, but um, I'm like still kind of struggling trying to make some smaller short films and convince people to do it for uh, little to no money and shit like that.
2: Are you going to uh, adapt any of this into into your writing at all?
5: I mean, if I got a budget where I could crash a car, uh, I would do it. <laughs> uh, but I don't think I uh, would go out of my way to do that in, on, a, on a, you know, personal budget. But I think that it definitely would be good for a screen writing, and that's a... Actually, a really beneficial idea that I don't know why I didn't think of, like, sooner.
2: What's your name again, man?
5: Paris, like this in France.
2: Paris. Well, thanks for sharing the story, Paris. Um,
5: yeah, thanks Again, I'm, was,
2: I'm happy help. to hear that you're, you're processing it very well. Um, you know, is there any other aspect of any of this or anything at all that you want to share uh, or say before we go?
5: Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess what would be your general take on like near-death experiences and stuff like that and and how to kind of you know uh how they might like either change your life uh or how they can uh make your outlook better
2: well that one's easy i mean look man uh, you got nothing (laughs) if you're dead right and so the yeah. things that stress you out in life, like, uh, you know, oh, I'm not selling enough screenplays or, oh, my friend's mad at me or oh, this or that. And that. And any, any day-to-day problem, even if it's a big one, I mean, any day-to-day stress or whatever, it just fucking pales in comparison to um, the stress that you have experienced of being on a car, of being in a car on fire. So next time uh, somebody's not responding to your email fast enough after you sent them your script, you can just be like, "Well, at least I'm not in a car that's on fire." You can you yeah. uh, the great you get to use and you're actually you're even lucky because you get to use that every day for the re- for the rest of your life. Anytime anything bad happens to you, you can go. Well, at least I'm not in a car that's on fire. Um, you Damn, know, a I um point. uh uh one of my one of someone in my family actually was in a was in a car accident, and um, she told me that every time something annoying happens to her, like um, you know whatever, there's there's like a long line at the grocery store. She she imagines this. She's like she imagines herself in a burning car, and an, and a, and an angel comes to her and says. Now listen, and the car is on fire and the angel says, now listen, I can cut you a deal. I can let you out of this burning car, but in return, you have to wait in a long line at the grocery store. Yes, of course, let me
5: out of the car. Jesus, right now. We'll
2: do it. So think about that.
5: Um, Yeah, uh, that I guess is more of a literal case with me because I did have a woman physically pull me out of the car. Kind of a guardian angel situation, so... I can take that one literally.
2: Uh take care Paris. Thank you very much for calling.
5: Love you Gek. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. First time caller, long time fan.
2: Take care. I hope to see your name on a on a movie someday.
5: Yes, sir. When you do, make sure to shout it out. And, you know, if I get to direct it, I'll I'll throw you a bone and give you a cameo. If you want a old role,
1: I'll give you a big one. <laughs>
2: Yeah, when uh, you know, when when my career is uh, all the way at its bottom, I will very much accept your bone. <laughs> Take care, Paris. All right. Bye-bye. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by funlove.com. Oh yeah. That's right. We have finally gotten a coveted sex toy marketplace sponsorship, and boy, does this place have it all. Funlove.com is your place to go for vibrators, lingerie, BDSM bondage stuff if you're into that, penis pumps, cock rings, chastity belts. Go crazy, folks. Explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and find your vibe at funlove.com. Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. And for a limited time, therapy gecko listeners can save 30% off their first order by entering the code GECKO at checkout. Go to funlove.com and use the code GECKO at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today and make a horny purchase. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by Liquid Death. What is Liquid Death? It might look like a beer or some kind of crazy energy drink, but it's not. Liquid Death is a healthy beverage brand that makes mountain spring water, low-sugar sodas, and low-sugar iced teas. I've been trying to cut down on my sugar this year, and Liquid Death sodas and teas have been super helpful as they are sweetened instead by agave. to check out all their healthy, infinitely recyclable beverages and find your closest retailer. That's liquiddeath.com slash gecko. liquiddeath.com slash gecko. Hello? Hi, what is your name?
6: Holy shit. Uh, my name's Steph.
2: What's up, Steph? What do you want to talk about today?
6: Um... I don't really have anything too crazy going on. I mean, there's always stuff, but nothing that I need, like, urgent advice on.
2: That's good. So your life is perfect and nothing bad has <laughs> ever happened to you ever. It's pretty good. No, I'm no.
6: <laughs> no, definitely bad stuff a lot. But, like, I feel like, I don't know, like, you've had some crazy stuff on yours. Like, I, none of my stories are as crazy.
2: You know it's funny. Okay, so there's a phone. There was a caller. Um, it's always funny when people say that they're like, "Oh, I feel like I have nothing to talk about because you, you know, you have all these crazy stories of people, uh, you know, uh, getting into uh, weird sex cults and doing methamphetamine and and running from the cops in Argentina or whatever." But uh, one, you know, one of my favorite phone calls, and maybe it wasn't the call itself, but it was the idea behind it. There was this guy who called in. This was a while ago. This is over one or two years ago. Is um, This guy called in to talk about how um, he has this pizza place that he really likes in the state that he lives in. But then he took a trip to the state uh, uh, right over, like one state over. And he had pizza at their pizza place. And it was better and so now, when he eats pizza at the pizza place in his state, it's not as good anymore. Even though, even though he liked it before, he tried the other pizza place. Isn't that fascinating? Isn't that a, there's so much uh, there's like life in that story, and that is nothing. That is like I uh, that's not interesting at all. But it is it is interesting. It's like the microcosm of um, I don't know a. Uh, uh, a desire for a never a never ending lust for novelty or something i think i think about that guy every time people say that they don't have anything to talk about because the things uh, at least that i want to hear about i mean people will call in like uh, people will call in and be like um yeah man i once did acid and ran from the cops and i'll be like all right but that's not really a story there there's no humanity in it you didn't learn anything <laughs> you didn't discover anything you know, yeah, there's and I a much more about, interesting like, stories how... that are lower concepts. So that's, I guess I'm saying that to make you hopefully think of anything that you, you know, is going on that, you know, maybe you ruled out as too minute.
6: Gotcha. Yeah, I guess it's about, like, how you tell it versus, like, the actual content sometimes. Um, I don't know. Well, I guess, The main thing on my mind is I have, like, five more months on my lease in my current city. And I'm trying to think about, like, my next moves. I'm like, should I move home for a couple months and save and then move? Or should I just move straight to another city and just be struggling again?
2: Or you're uh, struggling with paying rent?
6: Yeah, I'm only, like, a couple years post-grad. But, yeah, I'm, like, struggling to pay rent. Which is fine. You know, I don't really live like a super expensive lifestyle anyway, but it would be nice to like have a little extra money. So I thought about when my lease is up, like moving home for a couple months, which I would hate. Like I wouldn't even have like a room. Like I'd be like on my mom's like couch.
1: Mm. But I'm
6: like, is it worth it to do that just for the summer to get like, you know, like five, 000, six thousand dollars to help me
2: move somewhere else? What, what do you do?
6: I'm a graphic designer.
2: Okay, cool. Um, what do you like? Are you cool with your parents? Uh,
6: yeah, they're fine.
2: All right. I mean, listen, man. I've, 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 I've said this a billion times on here, but I've done that. I mean, I started doing this uh, podcast in my mom's basement. Granted, if I didn't have my own room and if I didn't have my own private like space, I think that would drive me significantly more insane. But yeah, that's um, the
6: thing. Like she, it's just my mom because my dad lives somewhere else. She just has like a small apartment now, so I'm like, it would be really cramped, and like my younger brother would probably be there this summer too. Mm-hmm. So it's like, ugh, would it be worth it?
2: Uh, look, I don't think it's a terrible idea. Uh, this is this is we're getting into financial advice, Gecko. Now, but I, I don't think that um, living at home to save money is a is a horrible idea. I mean, can you? What 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 city are you in? I'm in Philly. Why don't you get um why don't you get like I lived in Philly. I had like a bunch of roommates and the rent was cheap as hell. There's so many like there's uh, can't you live in um uh can't you live in like one a neighborhood in Philly and get a bunch of roommates and I lived yeah, in I have, North. Like, Philly. Well the thing
6: is yeah I don't like Philly. Like I'm trying to leave Philly.
2: No, Philly Rocks. What do, you, what do you like about Philly? Uh,
6: I don't know. Like, I I don't really like the cold. So that's, like, one thing. And I don't know. It feels a little bit limited. And I grew up in New York, so it just feels a little bit, like, small mm-hmm. Um. comparison.
2: Hmm. I don't know, man. I think Philly's a six. Are you trying to move to New York? Because if, if that's the case, you're going to have to live on your mom's couch for the next five years.
6: <laughs> That's true. No, I kind of want to move to, like, the West Coast. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm like, I probably should save money first.
2: What's a nice... I mean, not, not L.A., right?
6: Mm, maybe.
2: Okay. Because, I mean, I'm trying to think of, like, what are some cheap, nice... City- I think Phoenix is, like... And correct me if I'm wrong, Phoenicians. But uh, I think Phoenix is, like uh, like, an up-and-coming, moderately affordable... West Coast City And it's hot as balls there, so it's it's hot enough to make up for however many uh, Cold years you spent in Philadelphia
6: Yeah, I have heard about Phoenix I'm thinking about it. I'm not really thinking too much about where I'm gonna move yet more just like if I should just send it or not
2: Do you what do you have a job you have to like like as a designer? Do you have to like go into a place or are you beep booping on the computer?
6: Um, so I work, like, at a law firm, so it's, like, all remote. I mean, they have offices, places, and I do go in, but, like, it's not really essential that I go in every day.
2: Live your your digital nomad life, dog.
6: Well, the thing is, like, technically we're supposed to, even, like, when I go in, it's really just to, like, hang out with my coworkers that are my friends, but, like, technically we have to go in, like, a couple times a week. So... Mm. So I just have um, to move somewhere where they have an office.
2: Where do they have offices?
6: Like a lot of places.
2: Okay do they have Do they have offices in Phoenix, Arizona?
6: Unfortunately, no.
2: Do they exclusively have offices in cities with extremely high cost of living, but also can't pay their, their employees <laughs> enough to live in those fucking cities? <laughs>
6: Yeah, that sounds about
2: right. Um Well, I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know. I I I I mean, I like Philly, but that well, I don't know why I'm telling you that. That's <laughs> me liking Philly has absolutely nothing to do with your situation at all. Um Uh, you could live I don't know where you could live. Where could you live? Where do you want to live?
6: I don't know. I mean, I've thought about, like, spending a year, like, abroad or something. Like, I think that'd be really cool. But I don't know. Oh, I yeah. keep, like I I have this issue where, like, I'm, like, 24, and I'm so scared to, like, go live abroad a year or, that, or, like, go fuck around for another year. And then, like, first, I don't know. I always just, like, worry about, like, being forever alone. You know, I'm, like, single. I have, like, no strings. And I'm scared to, like, leave and then first come and start like, looking for a husband, basically, like, first at, like, 28 or 29, like, that is kind of scary.
2: You, are you're afraid to start looking for a husband at 28?
6: Well, yeah, I guess. Like, I'm afraid to waste time abroad and then first start settling down, like, kind of late, yeah.
2: I don't understand why you look at it as a waste of time.
6: I know, that's true. That's what people are telling me. Like, I can't, like, think about a timeline. I should just, like, live in a moment and then, you know, whatever happens.
2: Look, anytime I've ever left the country, I've never been, like, um, you know, I wish I... Actually, okay, well, okay, I'm gonna tell you what I was about to say, and then I'm gonna tell you, um, why I second-guessed it. I was about to say, I've never left the country... And then been like, and then came back and been like, I wish I spent that time looking for a wife, but I second guessed it because maybe I should have spent that time looking for a wife. I don't know, I don't know. But um, the point I've never left the country and regretted it. I've never. That's not true. I've okay. I've never left the country and regretted it. I've never left the country and been like I should have spent that time looking for a wife. I've never done that in any of the times that I've left the country. Um, it's always, and there's places you can go that are like relatively cheap, you know, that are significantly ch- cheaper than fucking Philadelphia even. Um, so if it's, a, I mean, I'm biased cause I like doing it, but if you, if you have any inkling of a, of a sense that you might enjoy, uh, leaving the country and, and you, you know, can save up enough money on your mom's couch, uh, to do it, then, uh, I mean, I'd go for it, but that's just, that's just me.
6: Yeah.
2: And there will be plenty of, of husbands left (laughs) at 28.
6: (laughs) Yeah, no, that's definitely true. That's definitely true.
2: Um, that's cool, man. I don't know, my, 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 my parents met their current spouses when they were, like, 40-something. Um... So this time,
6: wow! Uh, but did they have kids that late, too?
2: Wow, uh, how old? How old am I? How old is anyone? I think my parents had me when they were in like their late thirties or something like that.
1: Hmm.
6: That's good to know.
2: Plus, hey, maybe you go abroad and you meet a a, a, a foreign guy. Yeah, that could be cool. <laughs> Isn't that everyone's fantasy to like meet a hot European yeah. dude and get on his moped and never come back? <laughs> not well, not never come back. Uh, and that sounds like that sounds like Taken. That <laughs> doesn't sound like the fantasy. Um, but you know what I'm saying?
6: Yeah, um, I don't know. I feel like most of my friends like have no interest in that in that specific fantasy.
2: Or most of your most of your friends are. Married to their rural Pennsylvania boyfriends
6: (laughs) No, not necessarily, but like I don't know the whole like being like in a whole nother country and like finding someone there Like so far away from like friends and family like isn't super appealing to me At least to you my Yeah, like to me like I'm not but I thought
2: you just said you wanted to you were thought about living abroad
6: Yeah, but it would only be for like a year or two probably Mm
2: Mm-hmm well, I don't know. I, I, I would, um, I mean, if I were, if you're asking, I'm not going to tell you what to do, even though I, I what if you're asking me what I think about this situation, I would tell you that, um, I, you're not going to be old and decrepit at the age of
6: 28. Yeah, I know. I don't know why I think I am. Like, when I hit 22, I feel like it just it's been downhill.
2: Hmm. I don't know. I, I I haven't I've never left the country and came back and been like I should have spent time looking for a wife. But maybe I should have. I don't know. I this is why it's weird having a I I wouldn't call this an advice show. This is a this is a gecko show more than anything, but it's weird because I don't know what makes any. I don't know. I don't know what's gonna make you stoked in life, Steph. But I I do know that you're not gonna um, be that when you turn 28. If you're lucky enough to turn 28, um, you're not gonna be like um, you're not gonna be like that lady, uh, the chocolate lady from SpongeBob.
6: Yeah, no, I mean, it's not just that. I I just always worry, like, oh, if I spend a year or two abroad and come back, like, I'm not going to be behind in my job and, like, other stuff. But I just um, got to live in the present.
2: Stephanie, is there anything else you want to say to the people of the computer before we go?
6: Um, no.
2: That was decisive. I, I like that. Uh, thank you for calling, Stephanie. Good luck.
6: Thank you. Have a good night. I
2: think I'm gonna I'm gonna end up on one of those like reality show. Like I wanna, oh, you know what I should do? I should do the bachelor geck. Like it, like a play that didn't sound as good as I thought it. I thought it was gonna. I thought I was gonna be able to successfully rhyme, bachelorette with bachelor geck, but that didn't work. I think that's what's gonna end up happening. Is I'm just gonna. Everyone has to try on a gecko costume. And whoever can, be a gecko the best. Uh, I will give I will give a single rose. I, I give them a single green rose. All right, now I'm actually kind of into this idea. I think that sounds cool. Who gets the green rose? All right, we're doing it. We're doing the Bachelor Gack. All I need is... uh, How much money does it cost to make a reality TV show? Uh, uh, actually, now I'm thinking about it. It sounds like a lot of work. I'll think of something.